This is the Affirm America podcast, where we stand up and speak out affirming American excellence. Coming to you deep in the heart of the Midwest, located in an undisclosed log cabin on the outskirts of town, your host, Marquis Vandemark. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Affirm America podcast. On this Friday the 13th of May 2022, you're lucky you're on the Affirm America podcast today. Thanks for joining us. If you haven't subscribed yet to our podcast, you can go to AffirmAmerica.com. Give us your email address and we'll send out a notice when a new episode's released. You can also reach me at Marquise at AffirmAmerica.com. That's M-A-R-Q-U-I-S at AffirmAmerica.com. Thanks for joining us today. This is Day's News. You can use the top five headlines for this Friday, the 13th, 2022. All right, our top five headlines. Number five, modeling Wikipedia. Nina Jakowitz seeks to allow verified users to edit tweets. The disinformation expert tapped by President Biden to head a new U.S. agency division that critiques. The disinformation expert tapped by President Biden to head a new U.S. agency division that critics have likened to an Orwellian Ministry of Truth, says that verified Twitter users should be able to edit other users' tweets if they believe they are misleading. Biden's Ministry of Truth director says she wants verified people like her to be able to edit people's tweets so they can add context to certain tweets. So let's listen to uh, Nina right now and see what she has to say. Um, And I am eligible for it because I'm verified. But there are a lot of people who shouldn't be verified who aren't, you know, legit, in my opinion. I mean, they are real people, but they're not um, trustworthy. Anyway, so verified people can um, essentially start to edit Twitter the, the same sort of way that Wikipedia is. So they can add context to certain tweets. Um, so just as an easy example, not from any political standpoint, if President Trump were still on Twitter and tweeted a claim about voter fraud, someone could add context from one of the 60 lawsuits uh, that went through the court or uh, something that an election official in one of the states said, perhaps your own secretary of state uh, (laughs) and and his news conferences, something like that, adding context so that people um, have a fuller picture rather than just an individual claim on a tweet. Okay, so this is the uh, new minister of truth that the Biden administration had put out, uh, even if you just listen to this uh, individual, she's not a very credible person. I mean, the way she laughs when she makes comments, which are obviously biased, tells us everything we need to know about the ministry of truth. Whose ministry of truth? Is it her own idea? Who uh, verifies what she says? She's concerned about verifying all the Twitter users but who is verifying Nina? You can see this is just a black hole, a rabbit hole that you go down when you try to be the minister of truth, the arbitrator of what people have to say. It's absurd, it's Orwellian, and it has absolutely no business in this nation where we have our First Amendment rights, which is freedom of speech. Midterms are coming. 
hopefully we can put a stranglehold on these crazy ideas coming out of the Biden administration. If you don't think the Democrats have been radically indoctrinated socialists, then this is proof right here on where they're headed. All right, headline number four. Rand Paul halts fast track of $40 billion in Ukrainian aid. The Democratic and Republican leaders of the Senate tried to fast track a nearly $40 billion U.S. aid package to help Ukraine in its fight against Russia, only to be blocked by Republican Senator Rand Paul of Kentucky. The bill includes $18.7 billion in military and security aid, including funding to train and supply the Ukrainian military and to replenish stocks of U.S. weapons sent to Ukraine. It also provides humanitarian and economic assistance, including funding for English classes, housing, trauma counseling, and medical screenings for Ukrainian refugees, budgetary support for the Ukrainian government, and more than $5 billion to alleviate food scarcity and rising prices exasperated by the war in Ukraine. My oath of office is to the U.S. Constitution, not to any foreign nation. We cannot save Ukraine by dooming the U.S. economy. Schumer and McConnell then appeared on the Senate floor to try to set up votes on the Ukraine aid. Under the Senate's rules, any one senator can try to quickly set up a vote or pass a bill, but it only takes one senator to object. All right, let's listen to... uh, Rand Paul. My oath of office is to the U.S. Constitution, not to any foreign nation. And no matter how sympathetic the cause, my oath of office is to the national security of the United States of America. We cannot save Ukraine by dooming the U.S. economy. In March, inflation hit a 40-year high. Gasoline alone is up 48 percent, and energy prices are up 32 percent. Okay, so... uh the problem here is, number one, is we, we, we can't afford to be sending $40 billion to a foreign country that's 6,000 miles away when we have inflationary pressure here at home of 8.3% just last week. We have rising food prices. We have high gas prices. Mothers can't get formula for their children. And we have a serious southern border issue. Yet we're spending $40 billion sending it to a foreign nation where we only spent $1 billion to support the ICE agents on our southern border. Something's not right. Kudos to Senator Rand Paul for putting a block on this expensive bill that we have no business spending at this time. We're already trillions of dollars in debt, and if we continue to print money, which we do, then it's only going to exasperate the inflation that we're seeing. So this is the problem that we have with the Biden administration and with the Republicans, too. This is not just a a Democratic issue. These are both sides of uh, the aisle should not be spending money at this time. We should be cutting spending, not increasing spending. All right, headline number three, pallets of baby formula delivered to southern borders as store shelves empty. Pallets of baby formula are being sent to holding facilities at the border amid a shortage that has seen many parents unable to find it at their local stores. The story comes as more than 100 House Republicans called on the Biden administration to do more to address the ongoing shortages 
that has sent worried parents scurrying from store to store in hopes of finding formula. The first photo is from this morning at the Ursula Processing Center at the U.S. border. Shelves and pallets packed with baby formula. The second is from a shelf right here at home. Formula is scarce. White House says they've been working on the baby formula crisis for months. Wow, what a total failure. So again, here we go. Who's more important, the American people or those that are illegally crossing our southern border? Where is the priority? Why is the Biden administration more concerned about stockpiling baby formulas for people coming illegally over our border than helping to support the American people here at home? This is why the America First MAGA movement is so powerful, because it's putting the focus where it should be. America is a very generous nation when it's healthy, but when we extend ourselves by too much spending and too much concerns for others, then we become ineffective at home, and ultimately we can't serve the world. So this is a problem that needs to be addressed, and we need to fight back against it. So let us uh, be aware and let us be reminded uh, in November as we go out to vote. All right, headline number two, Pelosi to introduce legislation allowing Biden to set gas prices. Speaker Nancy Pelosi on Thursday went after the nation's largest oil companies, accusing the industry of exploiting consumers with sky-high gas prices, even as the same companies are reporting record profits this year. U.S. House Speaker Nancy Pelosi says Democrats will next week present a bill on gasoline price gorging. The bill will enable the president to issue emergency declaration, making it illegal to increase the price of gasoline. Price gouging needs to be stopped. Pelosi, price gorging needs to be stopped. The Putin tax cut hike at the pump is part of this. During her weekly press briefing, Pelosi touted a Democrat-backed bill called the Consumer Fuel Price Gouging Prevention Act, which would allow the president to declare an energy emergency giving him the ability to regulate prices by preventing fuel companies from selling their products at prices deemed to be unconscionably excessive and exploiting such an emergency. Ed Morrissey, quote, Price controls do not eliminate price gouging. They artificially cap prices to a point where producers and retailers can't profit off their work. Production inevitably falls off, which then requires sharp rationing of shortage resources as we also saw in the 1970s. Okay, so let's listen to uh, Nancy Pelosi. If you can understand what she's saying, uh, she's starting to sound more and more like Joe Biden, but let's listen to her words on the floor of the Senate. And price gouging needs to be stopped. This is a major exploitation of the consumer because this is... a, a a product that the consumer must have. Again, the, the Putin tax cut, hike at the pump is a part of this. And so, uh, again, this is typical uh, Democratic thinking that they have to control everything in the free markets, that if they can just control it, then that will solve the problem. But they, these are people that have, many of them have not been in the private sector 
and they don't understand how business works. So Biden is cutting our oil production by regulations, by not allowing for leases to expand into areas where we can produce oil like we did under the Trump administration. And they say, well, they're gouging, but you have to understand that oil production requires a lot of expenses to, to do research and development to search for oil. It's not just something that you just go out and dig a hole randomly, but it's very expensive to find good oil fields. So it's not as if the profits that they're using, of course they want to make a profit, they're a business, and you don't, you don't uh, penalize businesses for making profits. Those profits are used to go back into paying for more equipment, to upgrading equipment, and to do the research and development needed to go out and find productive oil fields. So the idea that the government can get in and determine the price of oil has never worked when government needs to get out of the way and let the free markets drive the prices. Then prices will come down. It's a supply and demand issue. If Biden would stop his stranglehold on the energy industry, then we'd be energy independent like we were before during the Trump administration. And then we saw prices coming down to uh, below $2 because we had so much production. So that's the solution to the oil situation. All right, headline number one, Biden cancels drilling leases despite record high oil gas prices. The Biden administration had canceled one of the most high profile oil and gas lease opportunities pending before the Interior Department. The decision which halts the potential to drill for oil in over 1 million acres in the Cook Inlet in Alaska comes at a challenging political moment when gas prices are hitting painful new highs. President Biden has said in recent months he wants to boost oil and gas production, but has also sought to place blame on the industry for high energy prices. Mr. Biden has said oil companies should be moving faster to replace fossil fuels with cleaner energy and to drill more on already permitted land, and also sought a federal investigation on potential anti-competitive behavior in the gasoline market. Canceling lease sales at a time when the world is trying to wean off itself of Russian energy and inflation is at a 40-year high and gasoline and diesel prices are skyrocketing is harmful to our energy security and our economy, said U.S. Chamber of Commerce Global Energy Institute President Marty Durbin in a statement. Okay, so uh, again, if he would just get out of the way, cut the regulations, allow for us to drill, not to speak down negatively to the industry, stop sending signals that you're against energy production. We know that you have this grandiose idea of a green new big deal, but you can't just cut oil until you can replace it. You can do both things at the same time. So you need to increase the energy production and at the same time work on alternative energy sources. You don't put the cart before the horse. This is the problem. This is typical of democratic thinking. They're not common sense people. Many of them have ideas, but they have no idea of how to implement those ideas. 
All right, those are your top five headlines for this Friday the 13th. Have a wonderful day, and we'll talk to you tomorrow. God bless you. See you then. This is the Affirm America podcast with your host, Marquis Vandemark. And let's never forget, America is great, and we affirm it. 